The following is rated S for spoilers. You did not work on this. We did. Just not like together. Dios mio. Duet. It's in the word. You must do it together. Hello and welcome to the Popcorn Hangover. My name is Alex. My name is Graham. And today we're going to be discussing CODA and what it takes to be a Best Picture winner at the Oscars. Graham, how are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good, man. Doing all right? Yeah. Uh, what did you think of CODA? Dude, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I was able to like genuinely enjoy that movie. More than I thought I would, really. Um, I hadn't heard much about it besides uh, like what it won at the Oscars, you know, when it did and I saw I think I recall watching the trailer like when it was like before it came out on Apple TV because mm-hmm. like when you're scrolling through it just like pops up and we kind of watched right. through it and um but no it was it was really good I, yeah. I liked it a lot that was I think it was one of my biggest surprises when I was going through the uh like the best picture nominees like that mm-hmm. was the last one I saw um and I think this is the first time where my pick for best picture like actually won yeah uh it's also ironic because last year my pick was uh, Sound of Metal, which is about a drummer who goes deaf. So it's like right. music and and deaf people. And deaf are. people. <laughs> like <laughs> I guess I guess I have a I have a style that I like. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Coda was written directed by uh, Sean Hader, uh, based on the motion picture, uh, a French film. I'm not going to try to pronounce the name. I was going to say I was trying to say it in my head. And I was like, absolutely <laughs> not. That's not going to happen. Yeah, today. I'm okay. Uh, from what I've heard, it's it's basically the same thing, but it's not uh, not American. I'm, it's not not American. No, you got that one right. Let's go. It's uh, from what I understand, it was like it's. This is more grounded than that one is. Okay. Um, yeah, starring Amelia uh, Jones, uh, Troy Coster, Daniel Durant, and Marley Matlin. Uh, it originally released um at Sundance Film Festival um in early oh, that's January. Right. Uh, and it broke records for being uh for winning the most awards out of any any film to go through Sundance. Um, which started a bidding war between streaming services and Apple One. Uh, they gave them wow twenty five million dollar distribution deal, uh, and they had a budget of ten million. So like it's a, I mean in terms of like just that movie was other, made other, in ten million dollars. Yes, holy crap! And it won Best Picture against stuff like Dune and The Power of the Dog, like. And massive mul- several way like, more millions of dollars yes this was like hundreds of million dollars this was more. a true like david and Goodness. goliath story yeah um and i mean yeah like i said like it was my pick going in um i really really enjoyed it i thought it was it was a very like new and interesting take on a pretty old like coming of age mm-hmm. story yeah um but i was like i was thoroughly impressed um you know, for those of you who might not know, uh, Coda is about a young girl uh, named Ruby Rossi, played by Amelia Jones, uh, who uh, is a Coda, which stands for a child of deaf adults. Um, so, yo, I did not know that. <laughs> yes. Did they say that in the movie? No. Okay, good. Uh, so I was like, I missed something the title really big. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the title, but like. Yeah. Well, this is totally off, off topic, but something interesting about the title. Uh, so, I mean, it's literally like. Ruby is a coda, right. which is why it's called that. But also, coda is a musical term um, that's used for in music. You know, you might have let's use a pop song, okay, for example, just because it's easy. Like you would have like your verse and then a chorus and verse, chorus, whatever. Right. And let's say you wanted to go back, 
you want to replay the chorus, but then you don't want to like you don't just want to have a repeat. In right. music, you have like repeats, and you would just go through and play the exact same thing. Okay. What you might have is it'll say go to the sign, and so the sign will take you back to a piece, and you start playing through it, and then there'll be another thing that says DSL coda, and you go to the coda, which is like the end. So in a musical sense, it's kind of like. You know, she's doing the same thing over and over again, but then she has to go to her own ending at another part of the music. So it's like this crazy double meaning <laughs> that I don't know if Sean Hader intended to do, but like, it I works. think if anyone were to ask him, he's going to 100% Sean Hader's say a, yes. A, a, a female, by the way. She would say <laughs> yes, 100%. Uh, no, but yeah, like, uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, Ruby is a coda and her parents, her family runs a shipping uh a fishing business, not a shipping business. They run a fishing business and they rely on her to translate. Uh, but Ruby also really enjoys singing. And when she joins the local school choir, uh, she uh, realizes that she's really good and she wants to go and pursue a career um, in music and in singing. And so it causes all sorts of drama and struggles between with her family about, you know, does she stay and help them or does she right. go and pursue her own own passions and careers? Um, which I think, I mean, like this was a very like real story with like lots of tension. Um, yeah. Like just throughout, um, I thought it was, I thought it was just a lot of different types brilliant. of tension throughout the whole movie. Yes. I am a sucker for Damien Chazelle. He is my favorite yeah. writer director of all time. And one of like, one of I think his like trademark stories in that like La La Land and Whiplash mm -hmm. are so memorable are their endings and the way he structures them. And Coda had a very similar structure to this with, um, you know, the way he does it is he makes you think that you're going to come to an ending and then... And <laughs> an then, ending that makes sense for everyone. And then, yeah, and then all hell breaks <laughs> loose. And then you kind of like, yeah. you think you're going to climax, like, but wait, there's there's one more hill we have to go over. Yeah. And this was very similar with, you know, uh, she goes to audition and everything, you're expecting it to be this feel good. Everything goes great. Mm -hmm. And then everything does not go great. Right. <laughs> and, you know, there's all these struggles, but she overcomes them. And I don't know. So I also like, even just from like a structural standpoint, like it was really well-crafted. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just, I think the, the key word for this is just simplicity. Like it had yeah. a small budget. Um, the sh there was nothing particularly fancy about the shots. No. Uh, one thing I did really like um, in, in the cinematography was how they would use like ultra wides a lot. Um, yeah. To show like, and then they'd show like Ruby like isolated, like when she goes to like the little lake thing for the first time, and like mm -hmm. you see her like in a small corner, right. and then you have this massive like lake next to her. Like everything they did was just it was so simple, and I think mm -hmm. that's what made it so good. Yeah, maybe I don't know. No, one hundred percent. I I agree with that. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's it's a very basic coming of age story, um, but it was a very like, I feel like it was a different they had a different take on it. Um, you know, again, just making it real. One of the big criticisms of the movie is that, uh, it feels like a Disney channel movie. I didn't get that. You didn't get that. I, I mean, like, it, I mean, if it felt it, it 100% was like the like classic cliche, like coming of age story. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there was just it, like when you watch a Disney movie, like if you were to like, Compare this to something stupid, say like High School Musical. Okay, they're mm -hmm. High School Musical and Coda. Okay, both like high school people singing, dancing, doing what they do. Okay, like High School Musical, there's nothing real in that besides, mm -hmm. oh, you didn't get picked for your play. You're going to cry and then sing about it. Sure. Like Coda, like, mm -hmm. it just didn't feel, I feel like, I mean, obviously this movie hit way uh -huh. deeper in several areas. And like, I just feel like it, it wasn't like, it didn't feel like, I, I would not yeah. have assumed this was Disney movie. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, 
I never would have come up to that conclusion on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, reading reviews and things, a lot of people were like, we're upset that it won because it's just another Disney Channel movie. But like, yeah, like you said, like there are real like tensions, there are real stakes. Whereas right. in a Disney Channel movie, it's just yeah. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't make the play, or like, right. You know, whatever. Uh, there was no like right answer, and like I think that was one of the mm-hmm. one of the brilliant things about it too. Like from an audience perspective, is you know while at the end there is like a very clear and definite resolution, right? Like both sides, like Ruby makes excellent points. She needs to go and live her life, like, mm-hmm. but also like her family, like does it need really, her. yeah, and she's never done anything about her family. So like, right. there are like it. I think that's one thing that makes this movie so captivating to watch is everyone has really good points for why they do the things they do and like why they and this movie it it did so well of giving each character like not like its own like time but like each character was developed so well like you understood the reason for each person and why they Mm -hmm. did like everything like it was Mm -hmm. i mean like you you know you see things from the mom's point of view and like the dad's point of view like Mm -hmm. on the boat and like it's just everything like obviously her you know um dude i just went branded for a second like her point of view on everything um it's just, man, it's... Like, and, like, even, like, her and her brother's relationship, like, yeah. felt like... And the other thing I liked, too, is that everyone in the family had a role to play. Like, they yeah. they very could have easily just had, you know, their, her brother be there just to make jokes and there. to just do, like, dirty signs right. and things. But, no, like, he... Like, he... It was a major plot point. Like, that was... He was the reason that, like, she ended up making the sentence that she did when she was, right. like, we we aren't helpless. We can do things on our own. Yeah. I mean, he's a big brother, but everyone looks at him like he's, he's worthless and he, you know, he's, right. he's second to his baby sister. Like, so like, you know, everything like with his, her mom was like, she just wants to be a good mom, but doesn't, doesn't, really doesn't know, know how she can't yeah. understand this whole singing thing. Yeah. Her dad, you know, kind of the same thing. Like, Which is such a like crazy take on that too. Cause like, you really mm-hmm. don't know. And kind of like, we were just talking about like, there's you know, one part of the movie where it's like you hear her singing, you hear everything, and it just literally switches to like the hearing point of view of the parents, and it's just silent. Mm-hmm. And I was like sitting, just I was like, dude, like something I need some noise. Like, right? I that just blew my mind. That mm-hmm. really was like that was really cool to see how they did that, but also like I, you really just don't think about that. Right? You you hear everything. I hear everything. Like that's mm-hmm. you know, and then it just switches, and I was like wow like mm-hmm. that was cool that was yeah yeah like i love like studying structure uh, mm-hmm. in movies and everything and so like i've gotten really good at like predicting oh here's like, this is the murderer right. or you know whatever <laughs> just um and so i always just like instinctively do like try to guess like what's going to come next and just you know it's like a disney channel coming of age story i've seen a million times right. so i was like oh i know what's going to happen they're gonna go to this play her parents are sitting around confused and then she's going to start signing and so I was sitting there like, oh, look, her parents are looking around confused. They don't understand. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, she's doing her duet. She's going to sign. And early movie, they were setting up all this stuff about how she's getting made fun of. And so right. I thought, oh, like, this like, will be a big, like, of, hero yeah. moment. And then, yeah, then they went silent. And I was like, whoa. Like, yeah. I was not, not ready for that. W- it was the most simple, obvious decision they could have made. Like, yeah. it was the best decision they could have made. But, like, it, and well, that's, like I was saying earlier, like, it, it's the same thing we've seen a million times, but just done differently (laughs) better yeah in some aspects like would my you know prediction have been fine yeah it would have but like i think that's what most movies would have done but this like they took the extra leap and i mean they did end up doing that exact thing at the end of the movie but like yeah i it still took me for a twist which when a movie can do that um for me like 
it's impressive. <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, not to be yeah. like, oh, I'm the greatest, but like, no, yeah, it's, yeah, it always like just when I see like that's one of the things that makes a movie like really memorable for me was never I can't tell what's gonna happen next. Yeah, unless it's Tenet, in which case, like, I didn't, I didn't know what was happening. I didn't even know what was going on <laughs> until I watched it for like the third time, and I was like, wow, that's the only movie that I've seen where I just had. I had no, I had no idea where it was going because I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was talking, know to, was talking to one of the guys at work the other day, and he had no idea about it. Never heard of it, really. And I was like, "How did you not hear about that?" So I'm like going through telling him about it, and he was like, "Yeah, I gotta watch that because we were just talking about uh, Batman hit HBO Max today mm-hmm. and all this stuff." And so he was like, "Yeah, I love Robert Pattinson." And I was like, "Yeah, you gotta watch that." So, mm-hmm. but, yeah, Tenet was uh, Tenet was interesting uh, to say the least. Um, I think they tackled deafness uh, beautifully. I, I've you know, I've seen lots, I don't want to speak for, you know, the deaf community, but I've seen lots of positive things coming from them, yeah. um, about, you know, the way they're represented. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I noticed, um, was the subtlety and a lot of the decisions they made. Uh, when I initially watched it, I saw it on Apple TV plus. Um, but then after it won, I went and I found a local theater who was showing it and seeing it on the big screen was really cool, but like, mm-hmm hear like hearing it on nice professional like speakers mm-hmm. was a totally different experience just like yeah. they were so at times like they, especially like in the house like there would be moments where you know ruby or a friend would be over you know whatever and like they would really emphasize how loud everyone was being yeah um because they I mean, they, they don't, don't really they don't it. know right right like when she's doing her homework like there was just the the differences in dynamics with the sound design. Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing I haven't seen a lot of people talk about with this movie was I thought the sound design was brilliant. It like was done so well. Yeah, just the way they did it. Another really subtle thing, and I don't typically notice this kind of thing, but for whatever reason, like it caught my eye the second time I watched it was throughout the whole movie, Ruby wears basically the same outfit in different colors. Like right. she wears like a tank top and a plaid shirt and maybe like, jacket over that, like jeans it. maybe right. like yeah maybe put a hoodie on top like she wears like very comfortable clothes puts her hair up whatever um the entire movie except for like the fall concert and then right when they go to the uh they go to the audition mm-hmm. she's like she is dressed up way more than like she normally is throughout the entire right. movie and then when they get there and they see everyone's in like People these like, prom tie, dresses. like yeah right like those subtle details that you don't notice but like it when she walks in and is like i'm not dressed for this like yeah she probably thought she was like mm-hmm. she was dressed up. She knew her nice. Yeah. Like that was, that her, was her nice like clothes. Sunday she best, thought she was right. doing great. And like just those subtle little details throughout the whole thing that like really like when you get to that point, you as an audience member can also feel like, right. Oh, like you tried. Yeah. She was not ready for that. <laughs> you were not prepared. Yeah. And like that whole sequence where, you know, she's just, you know, her boyfriend's like, yeah, I choked or and like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she doesn't bring her sheet music. She didn't know she had to like, just, there were so many subtle things throughout the entire movie mm-hmm. that just that I, I think that's kind of what made the movie for me was like all the subtle details. And if it was a Disney movie, she would have been ready, bro. <laughs> all I'm saying. If it was a Disney movie, she would have been like Cinderella. Like yeah. everyone else would have been. Someone like would have come rags. out of the back. I have an extra dress <laughs> and it fits you perfectly. <laughs> like, yeah, but no, I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to talk about the acting in this movie. Cause I mean, I thought, uh, Again, you know, the subtlety and just the technical aspects in the plot were great. But, like, mm-hmm. I think the acting was what really sold it. Uh, Troy Coster, I mean, he won as supporting actor. I have a question because yeah. I genuinely don't know. Is any any of those main four, or like the, the mom, the dad, are any of them actually deaf? 
All three of them are deaf. Okay, cool. I genuinely, yeah. like, I didn't know if their acting was, like, just, like, past <laughs> perfect, because I was like, no. that's amazing. Yeah. But, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone who's deaf in the movie is deaf is in deaf. real life. Okay. Um, cool. Which is one of the reasons why, you know, a lot of the deaf community, like, that's why it worked so well, is because right. they actually have people who are deaf and who are experiencing this, like, yeah. Or actually making it. Uh, but yeah, the Troy Coster, so who won Best Supporting Actor at the Oscars, right. uh, gave a beautiful speech. I thought I, I had heard his name before, and I wasn't sure where, um, until I read that he was in The Mandalorian Season 2 as a Tusken Raider, and he actually helped them develop the Tusken sign language that Mando uses in that first episode, and then they like, carried over into Book of Boba Fett. Like, he oh, act, like he whoa. helped them develop the sign language. Which that's is so dope. Yeah, that's so cool. Do you know which one he was? Which Tuscan? Is he like the main one, like I training mean, Boba? Or you just no. not in Boba. In Mando, he was. Oh, there. okay. And then like they used the same. I think he was like an advisor for Boba just because he had made it. Like Bro, he literally so created a language. That's so dope. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I thought Troy Coster did a, an amazing job, but I think the standout for me was obviously Amelia Jones. Uh, this was like her first big, like your big break, big role. Of- when I watched it the second time, I was like actually watching the credits, mm-hmm. and I noticed that her name is spelled with an E. And I was like, "That's that's weird." I feel like that's only British people do that. So I looked it up, and she's British, and like, yeah, you, I would have had no idea. I her voice idea. is totally different. Does yeah. not sound like normally, like you know, in a British person doing an American accent, like they you still tell. sound the same. This yeah, not, does not sound like she sounds like a different person entirely. It is crazy. <laughs> But like I, I was shocked. Um, but the other thing is, I was you know, I was watching some interviews, and you know, a lot of people would ask her like, "What was the hardest part about doing this?" Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's gonna have a really bright future, just because the maturity and like the way she was approaching some of the scenes was like mm-hmm. mind blowing. She's only twenty years old, and so wow. Which is another thing I was impressed by was like the teenagers were actually played by like like teenagers. I mean, yeah, like 20 is not, I mean, honestly, maybe like 20 is not like when they young, it. but still, I mean, that's like younger than us. Like, yeah. That I mean, blows my mind. Yeah. Like it's not like a 30 year old, like I would say I figured 26, or, 28. Like, yeah, yeah. If she, I had to guess. Yeah. She's even only 20, but like, wow. um, she was saying that like one of the hardest scenes was the audition scene. Um, because coming into it, she didn't know like how to scene sing like professionally. So she took like nine months of singing lessons and she didn't know how to sign. She just took nine months of, of signing. Bro. Uh, so that in itself is like. That's dedication. That's man. dedication to a That's, role. Wow. But then in the audition scene, uh, one of the things, yet again, another thing I really appreciated about this movie was um, all of the singing sequences were uh, recorded live. So in some like musicals, like Greatest Showman, I hate how like <laughs> there's the one with like Zac Efron and Zendaya when they're like swinging yeah. on like ropes and stuff and they're singing this beautiful song. Like well, songs dope, but like that's that's not how that works. No. And it, it that bugs me so much. Uh, but yeah, so they actually shot, um, they actually recorded her voice live. Um, and so they, you know, they were shooting it from multiple angles. So if she screws up, they can't use that. They, they can't use gone, it because right. the audio is messed up. But then the other issue is she's also signing, which she's not used to signing and singing. So she's singing about two things at once. So she also has to sign it perfectly each time. And then if, if it comes down to it, like if her voice cracks, but she's, it's the only take where she signed it correctly, they're going to use this take where they signed it correctly. So every single take they did, she had to do it perfectly. And like, bro, that stresses me out. Yeah. <laughs> but like, insane. that is not something that I feel like even 
veteran actors would be thinking about. They would just say right. they'll fix in post. But like, the fact that like in like this budget didn't should, have post, <laughs> right? Yeah, like <laughs> they yeah, had one take facts. But like that's not something a normal wow. person like thinks about. But like right. I was really impressed with that. And she was also saying another thing I just didn't think about was you know they have all these like sequences where she's. And like meetings are like translating for her parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the example, one of the examples she used a lot, like specifically was after uh, her dad gets her fishing license taken away and they're at, right. like, at the court the or court, whatever. Yeah. She has to learn her lines <coughs> and just know like mm-hmm. what to say. Right. But then she also has to be able to look at Troy Coster and know his lines and what he's signing. So then she can repeat, repeat them back. Him, right. So she has to know her lines and dialogue and sign. She has to know Troy Coster's lines and dialogue and sign. She also has to know, the people on the panel in dialogue and in sign so she can do all so of she it. She repeat it back. Yeah, so she was doing like girl could probably be a licensed like <laughs> coder, like a real like well, I mean, real coder, but like I mean like there was definitely help on there. Yeah. But like imagine like having no. a page of a pa- like several pages of a script and your name is on there a couple of times but you have to know every single line on that script. Like and not only every single line but how to do it in a language that you learned nine months ago. Right. Like <laughs> that's, oh. and you were signing insane. fast, man. Mm-hmm. That was fast. That is wild too. That blew yeah. me away. Cause it was just, it was so well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the most interesting conversations I had was, uh, I was on a mission trip and we drove, it was like a 17 hour drive. And one of the girls on the trip, uh, like she wants to work with, uh, the deaf community. And like, so she, that's cool. been signing for a long time and so i like she was like we were in the back because like, like she was trying to t- teach us like etiquette and like basic mm-hmm. signs and it's just it's super it was super interesting like you know a uh, thing i didn't know was like uh everyone has like a, a specific sign name um so like i could spell out your name and sign or it's easier yeah. for like you would have a very specific sign that would have to do with your name kind of like in some like cultures where like you do something special and then like you get a new name because mm-hmm. of that. Something like that. Um, or like if you're a hearing person, like you can't have a deaf name until a deaf person gives it to you, like stuff like that. Um, or, and like, I, I tried doing it like several times throughout the movie just to like try to understand, but like it's, it's rude to like look at their, at your hands, particularly with girls because their hands are like around their breasts. And so it's awkward. So like you, when you're two people are signing, you look them in the eyes and you use your peripheral vision to, to know what they're signing, which like, and I was trying and I was like, I, I mean, it probably doesn't help that I don't, I don't know any sign language, but like, I can't imagine having to like, be like use up here, but like down here. Right. No, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So I don't know. I didn't, wow. Yeah. I thought the, the signing in this movie was, um, was just incredible. Um, did you know I took sign language for three years? Did you really? Yeah, I can sign the whole alphabet. Can you sign anything else? No. <laughs> so you learn how to. How I think to sign this is like boy or something. Because like a ball okay. cap. That's <laughs> straight up all I know. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So you're, you're gonna sign the rest of this episode? Absolutely. For our for our audio <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so I mean, I think one of the big questions. I mean, obviously we we have lots of prizes for it, but like. Mm-hmm. I think it winning best picture was a major surprise. Like even to me, like I was expecting power of the dog to win. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't particularly want it to win, but right. uh, That seemed like Like the obvious choice for, yeah. I mean, went into it and what was done with it. A lot of, a lot of the other movies I can kind of give reasons as to why I didn't think it won. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Dune isn't 
while it was impressive, it's it's not a full story. Right. Um it's it's half the like story. Part one. Um yeah. and I'm trying to think off the top of my head other nominees. King Richard, it's <clears throat> they had two brilliant characters that could have could have followed and instead they decided to follow their dad, like yeah. okay. Um kind of lost from the beginning, but yeah, like yeah. you know, Nightmare Alley uh, looked beautiful. Uh, I was I'm really excited hoping, to see. I haven't even seen that yet. I was really hoping it would win uh, best cinematography. Um, and it was it was fine, but it's based off an old movie, and it. I was I kept waiting for like a big plot twist or a mm-hmm. big reveal, and it just never happened. Um, mm-hmm. and maybe again that's just because I am freakishly Respect good at like those. predicting like what what comes next. Right. But like it was just it it felt it felt like. I mean, the movie I think was from like the twenties. Like, it's a very, very old movie, oh, shoot, and it felt okay. like a twenties kind of like hmm. storyline. I don't know. It, so it wasn't anything particularly great. Um, yeah. West Side's already won a Best Picture, right? Um, what was the other? Oh, P- Liquor's Pizza is just disturbing. That I never <laughs> wanted to see. I saw. I saw it's, a. It's called Liquor's Pizza. That's like a poster for it in a theater, and I was mm-hmm. like, I will never. That was just in my head. Just. I'm okay. Yeah. I don't need that. I no one needs that. I was not a fan of a twenty something year old deciding, eh, do I want to date this fifteen year old? Maybe, maybe not. And the fifteen year old's like a businessman who sells waterbeds and owns like an arcade. I don't know. It was it was it was a weird movie. But like Who greenlit that? <laughs> I'm genuinely curious. Who was at the head of that table? And I was like Yeah. Yep. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> It got nominated. <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe they're doing something right, but dude, it's not in my. Yeah, but I mean, Power of the Dog. I just don't. I don't have a really good reason for why it didn't win. Mm-hmm. Um, it, overall, it was a really great movie. It was shot beautifully. It was. What was that one about? Uh, Power of the Dog. It uh, had Benedict Cumberbatch in it. Um, Jesse Plemons, Kirsten Dunst. Cowboys, right? Cowboys. Yes, I got it's you, a western. I got, you, got you. It is a western movie that doesn't use any of the western tropes, uh, which was interesting about. I remember you were saying you like, it was, it, the way it was filmed too, and the way they used um, certain lenses for shots. Yeah, so really like, well done. Yeah, like the, one of the main premises in that movie is there's a mountain in the distance, and that's kind of like one of like the central central themes is like there's this mm-hmm. mountain, um, and so when you shoot on a really wide lens, things look smaller, right? Um, because it's really wide, and that's just how how lenses work. But when you shoot on longer lenses uh, that are zoomed in more, it compresses the background. So things that are far in the distance look bigger and a lot closer. So when, yeah. when they shot it, the mountain looked, I mean, the mountain was physically several miles away, but it looks massive and like it's a stone's throw away, um, right. which was really clever. And like the way that I would listen to a podcast with a cinematographer and like, not cinematographer, the DOP, but like the way that they would stage all of their all their scenes like they would have a camera that'd be super far away mm-hmm. um but then everyone would be like several several feet away like you'd have one person here one person in the background one person in the background and right. like there'd be tons of physical distance but because of the way they were shooting it it was all compressed and so you could still see like you your brain recognizes that there's distance but like it looks like it's all on one like stage it, i don't know it was really Technically, it was a very impressive film, um, and it, it was an interesting. It was an interesting story. Yeah. I think I need to see it again. I've heard that when you watch it again, some of those movies were like you get to the end, and then when you watch it again, and you see all the things that you missed the first time that around. you missed the first yeah. time. Uh, so I, I definitely need to watch it again. But 
uh, that was one of the big ones that like, going into it. And it, mm-hmm. from what I remember, it only won um, best director, uh, wow. which was a bit of a, a bit of a shock. Um, so that was one of the big ones going into it. But I think another reason why Coda was the winner was uh, just because of the way the Academy voting process works. Are you familiar with that at I'm all? Not. So I always thought that like, you know, the Academy would get together and like have a big like round table, like discussion. And they'd say, here's a, who we think should win. And they'd like take a vote and majority wins. Yeah, pretty sick. Um, but that's not how it works at all. Uh, it's based on a tiered system. So like you would go in and you would write, here's, my first choice for best picture. Here's my second choice, third choice, etc. And so you would basically rank all of the movies in the best. Okay. All the best picture nominees. And then they take all those lists and I don't know exactly how it works, but I would assume they would take like, they would just add up, you know, first number one is one point, two is two points. Right. They would just would add it up in golf rules, whichever movie has the lowest score wins best picture. So hypothetically, if Coda got second choice on every single voter's slip, but Power of the Dog got first choice on 25, yeah. third choice on 25, fifth choice on 25%. Coda is still going to win, right. even though other people had it on first place. So I think that's part of why it won was just, okay. I There's can't, more of like the average choice. Right. I can't imagine everyone had Coda at the top of their list, um, but I think it was, it was high enough on people's list and significant enough that it somehow ekes through. through. I yeah. would I would love to see like the numbers like specifically like So who is who votes? The Academy. So the way the Academy works is they take people for each category, they take people who are working in that category and they vote. So best director is voted on by actual directors. And best no. editor is voted on by actual editors. Can yeah. you vote for yourself? No. Dang. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. I just like genuinely was like, I just didn't know if it was like a group of like five or six old dudes. Just, like, <laughs> I mean, like in a respectable mm-hmm. like position, that's why they're there. But like, I just genuinely didn't. I mean, know like, all to be fair, have like a movie night, and then we're like, yeah, that's. To it. be fair, <laughs> I'm sure most of the people in all the categories are like five old white dudes, probably. Um, which is why there's been so much controversy in the Oscars recently. Like, yeah. You know, which is representation, everything. Which I was actually surprised we didn't hear a lot about this year. I didn't hear any complaints. I, I wonder about why we heard nothing else but one specific thing. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine what went on. I mean, there. nothing happened at the Oscars that was no. significant in any way. No, I didn't um, even watch it. Didn't even know what day it was. But dude, <laughs> I was there. That's crazy. <laughs> I knew what happened. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I uh, I sat through and watched it. Um, yeah, it was it was not fun. But I mean. <laughs> I think another reason it might have won was it's it's a pretty accessible film. Like, I mean, it's family friendly. Like, yeah, every I mean, it's a very relate. I mean, coming of age stories are very relatable for everyone right. in some some way. Everyone um, grew up. So everyone far. everyone did grow up, um, unless they didn't. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I I think it was just it's a very easy movie to like. Yeah. Um, like, I can't imagine someone saying that this movie. I guess if you compare it to a Disney Channel movie and you're like a stuck up critic, then I guess, but like there's nothing wrong with this movie. Like we said, it, mm-hmm. they hit all the marks just perfectly. And I think right. that's one of the reasons why it was, it was a very safe film. Yeah. Um, which I think typically I would say and negatively, but I think in this case it worked really well. I, yeah. And I would say just kind of starting from where it started 
as in like the Sundance Film Festival and mm-hmm. kind of grew the way it did. Like being simple helped it. Like I feel like mm-hmm. if it was like greenlit as one of like the big movies that would have like a, you know gone across theaters, had its premieres, done all what it would have done. I think it would have had different expectations and it wouldn't have lived up to those. Mm-hmm. But this, like I said, yeah, definitely coming from where it came, I feel like helped the movie. Yeah. Which, and it, not saying it doesn't deserve everything that it got because I, I definitely mm-hmm. think it did. Yeah, I, I mean, it. yeah, it, on top of Best Picture, it won uh, Best Adapted Screenplay, yeah, uh, Best Supporting Actor. Uh, the fact that Amelia Jones wasn't even nominated for Best yeah. Actress, um, I just she see did like amazing. There was there was a lot of backlash on that decision, and really? uh, Amelia Jones was like, I. She's like, I don't, I didn't, I didn't realize people like this movie. Like, she was like, oh, uh, yeah, I guess. Or no, no, I'm not thinking of her. I'm thinking of Rachel Zeigler. That's who it was. Uh, okay. Rachel Zeigler was, there was tons of backlash and like she was in the UK filming. Uh, she's doing, she's get, playing Snow White um, in a new adaptation. And what else was she in? What would she have been voted for? Uh, West Side Story. She played, oh uh, yeah. Maria. Yeah, main girl. Yeah. And, uh, and so like, I saw like a red carpet interview where they were asked like, hey, you know, like, how do you feel about this? Like, you know, you're here now. Cause like, what happened was there was all this backlash for her not winning. Mm-hmm. And then they said, Hey, you want to, uh, you want to like give uh, an award out? Like they invite her. And she was like, I mean, I I'm guess like <laughs> I would love to go to the, like, she's like, I don't care if I'm yeah. like nominated. She's like, I'll go. But also like, why are you like, why do, why do people care so much? Like right. it doesn't, she's like, it literally doesn't matter. And I was like, that's yeah. another, that's another actress. Who's like, I can see going really far. Like who's like young. She's, also in her early twenties, wow. she's playing Snow White. She's Batgirl. Um, Whoa, the new one, yeah. Like, uh, and she did fantastic in West Side. Uh, she should have been nominated, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, so like, I think it got snubbed in a couple of spots, but I think overall, Coda uh, did great. I did Walk, much better out. than I think it was expected to. Yeah. Um, the other thing that like, you know, when you're talking about Coda and its Oscar win, like. This is a really, really significant win for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, obviously, like, you know, it's it's a big win for the deaf community. Like, mm-hmm. seeing that, like, a f- film like this is possible where you're, I mean, three out of the four of your main cast can't hear. Like, that, that I mean, that's a major win. And, like, the fact they pulled it off on such a small budget. Um, such a small budget. A pretty small, short time frame. One of the... One of the, th- the things I noticed was this movie takes place over the fall in Massachusetts, um, but it is extremely green. Like all the leaves are green, and yeah, <laughs> so like very clear. Didn't shoot it in the fall, but like you know, kind of makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like that's a part of it. like unless it was. I don't think it was like really like. Besides it being relatively like close to Boston, mm-hmm. like I really wouldn't have pinpointed it anywhere on the map if it just like didn't say. Yeah, yeah. Also, then it kind of helped like, it, was, it too. Yeah. Was like. It was, you can kind of put it in any fishing town. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. It took place in the same town that Sean Hader grew up in, um, which I think Bro. again also kind of helped it with That's authenticity. So cool, yeah. Um, you know, it was. It's massive for for the deaf community and like just what is possible. Um, mm-hmm. It's also, I think, more significant um, is the streaming aspect of it all. Yeah. Um, this is the first straight to streaming movie that has won best picture. Um, and somehow Apple TV won the race against Netflix. I don't know how I know you do not like Netflix. It's not that I don't like Netflix, but like if I were to like see this movie on Netflix, I feel like it would have been promoted way differently. 
and not saying it would have done better or worse. I just, I like, I know if I was like scrolling through Netflix and I saw that on there, there's no chance I would have watched it. That's fair. And like, honestly, just cause like there's a lot, like Netflix has a lot and it's not a bad thing, but to be fair, the way that m- Apple markets their shows and has them displayed, especially like in the app, like when you're scrolling through an Apple TV, you're on the app on your phone, iPad, whatever you're on it fit right in. Mm-hmm. Like it just seemed like I straight up like thought it was like an Apple original at first. Like I would have yeah. had no well, idea. Even like, even like the title is a very similar. Font. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's why I'm just like, it, it just fits so well. And like, mm-hmm. honestly, like it doesn't really surprise me that like Apple probably to be fair. I don't know if that, I feel like that 25 numbers just like, I feel like they just really like threw that out there and they were like, yeah, you can have it. No. Thing, so, but, or was it like, what I understand Netflix got onto it first and it's sort of a big bidding war with all of the streaming giants. So like Netflix, Apple said, no. Amazon, Hulu, <laughs> Apple. Yeah. Um, I could have seen, I could see it on prime. Yeah. So Apple ended up winning with 25 million. I think that's actually like the biggest distribution deal. Wow. For, for a movie this size. I mean, that more than doubles their budget. budget right. um, and the other thing that's also crazy is like, look at a movie like this, a company like Disney, they, mm-hmm. well, they, they have a Marvel movie. They, there's millions of dollars that are mm-hmm. put in that budget. Right. A general rule of thumb is when you distribute a movie, you want to put in the same amount of the budget. That's how much you put into marketing and Disney also distributes their movies. So yeah. when you see that, you know, they spent a hundred million dollars, that's pretty low for a Marvel movie, but they spent a hundred million dollars right. on a, a movie. Really, they're putting like at 200 least two hundred million. million, so they have to make that much back. With this, Dang. because uh, they sold—I mean, I don't know if this is exactly how the deal worked, but the way I understand it is because they sold the distribution rights to Apple, they pocket twenty-five million dollars, and then Apple and then Apple has to pay rest. to market the movie. So, boy, so like the producers on Coda, they. They made bank that was on a this. Win-win. Yeah. Everyone took a and double pay that. Day. That's another interesting thing too. Of all, I mean, a lot of the best picture nominations uh, are were at least available for streaming. Power of the Dog was straight to streaming. Dune went to stream pretty quickly. King Richard was available on streaming. I say Dune was the same day as theaters. Yeah, right. So like there were lots of day and date releases and mm-hmm. movies that were available on streaming. Coda performed the worst by. A lot like right. Dune, I think, had like 54 million people in its first week. That's crazy. uh, Coda, I think, had like a few thousand. Um, <laughs> wow, yeah, That's a so big like, difference. Like, when I said, like, at the beginning of the episode, like, this is a true David and Goliath story, <laughs> where like the fact yeah. that this movie won and like people didn't really see it, I think it only made like a million dollars at the box office. Um, which I mean, it's it, went straight to streaming. It was right. in California for a couple of weeks just to be eligible. And that was probably about it. Mm. Um, huge for Apple. I mean, the only thing on Apple TV that I really cared about was Ted Lasso. Cause I think that's subjectively the greatest show of all time. Thousand um, we're definitely doing an episode yeah. on Ted Lasso at some point. Um, so good. other than that, I don't care about app, anything on Apple TV. That's how I felt for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever. Like I never, like there was no show that made me get it. Honestly, mm-hmm. The only reason I had it, I, there's actually there was something. I I, I liked the morning up. show. I I, I take back. I watched the morning show and I didn't <laughs> like it. I watched the first season. I think that might have been. It was that. And there was one other show. Uh, Dickinson. That's the only other no, one I can think I of. Oh, uh, there was one with uh, Chris Evans in it. 
Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, defending Jacob. Yeah. That was that. Did you ever watch that? I didn't. I never watched Dude, that. You one. got it. That's seriously. That's so good, guys. So good. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That was that was like one of the first shows that dropped on Apple TV Plus. It was one of like the originals mm-hmm. that they made. And dude, it was so good. It's still. It's so so good. But I like, could go back and. Man. The, other, the other thing too is like we're naming shows. Yeah. We're not talking movies. I, I've heard the Tom Hanks one, the sci-fi Tom Hanks movie, was pretty good. Um, I was gonna say I don't think I've seen a single Apple original movie. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I feel like there's another one they made that I watched at some point. Like I try to check and see. I feel like they're oh uh, they had the, uh, the the ship movie. Um, it also had Tom Hanks in it. Uh, Greyhound. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, that one I thought that one didn't impress me, but I had also seen that one. Uh, okay. I don't know, but like in general, like Apple TV. Oh, I forgot they did Palmer. Palmer is an original. Oh, yeah, and they, also, they also did yeah. Cherry. Yeah, Cherry. <laughs> Man, that movie. That movie I, tr- I started to watch that and I did not. It was yeah. so bad. I, I, was, I had such high hopes for that movie, honestly. That's just because I was so excited for that movie, and it was anyway. Yeah. That's for another time. But like, Apple TV's struggling. Like, and I think they even realized from the get go that they were going to have a hard time getting in the game. Like, giving right. away a year subscription with like any purchase of a new device mm-hmm. that's not a watch, like. This is huge for Apple because right. now, now pr- production houses, distributors, they're going to go straight. They're going to go to them first, right, to get their movie because somehow, somehow this worked. It worked out really well. Yeah. Um. Somehow, I almost <laughs> feel bad for Netflix because, like, I mean, I don't. I think every, <laughs> I think every year since like 2019's Oscars when Roma got nominated for Best Picture, like they've they've had someone. Oh, I forgot about that movie. Yeah, they've had someone. They've had. Well, at Something least one movie like being nominated and they just nothing. haven't been able to get a win. Um, I power the dog. I thought it was going to, I thought it was going to do it. And yeah. that's a Netflix original. Um, oh, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought that was going to be it, but uh, huge for Apple. Uh, yeah. Not so great for Netflix. Uh, the other reason I think this is significant, like with this, the streaming world is, do you think that in general, I think this past year has been, is going to mark like a major shift in, the way that people watch movies with mm-hmm. COVID and everything like theaters are, we're really struggling. I feel like they're kind of on the up and up again, but with a sh- streaming original movie winning best picture, do you think that that's going to open the doors to more people saying I can just watch it at home versus I'll go to the theater? I would say yes. Only if COVID successfully did that. Cause like I, mm-hmm. like even like from my my own point of view, I don't see anything wrong with paying a ticket price or twenty thirty dollar price and watching a movie at home. Now I'm also though, I'm also going to go pay for it and see it in the theater too. That's just my point of view. I'm gonna do both. So like I I would never I don't think and I would never want it to completely replace the theater experience because mm-hmm. it's not a theater experience. It's not. I mean like. I have my little HomePod minis and they do surround sound and I can listen to real, like it was actually that movie like listening to code like all, that that movie was sounded so good. Mm-hmm. That was probably one of the best things about it. It's just like I had decent sound while watching it. But like yeah, and like the theater experience, it's a theater experience. You're not getting an experience at home. I mean, mm-hmm. you have like a fun family night something, sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think if 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 anything if anything were to push it in that direction, I don't think it would be this whole like streaming Oscar. You don't thing. think so? No. Cause I feel like, I feel like it would just would have been when people were literally like given the choice, like, Oh, you're stuck at home here. Just watch our movie. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. I think if people were really into it and it worked out that well, 
we wouldn't have theaters two years later. Because, I mean, we're, we're what? Like, almost a year past past the main event. I mean, we're almost three years deep now. We're almost, yeah, this is almost, it's been over a year. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, you know, it's been, and like, don't get me wrong. I think the idea of the theater same day releases where it's online, it's streaming in the theater same day, like, again, you got your movie out there, you got your views, you, people are able to still watch it and enjoy those at home. But like, theaters will still, we're that. still able to keep up. Like, at the, like it's, mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, I don't think it would. I mean, there would have to be a big, drastic change to really make it. So, and are you just saying like? So, so, just, so here's here's my follow up question: Do you see yourself watching Coda again? Oh like yeah, just in the future. Yeah, I could see myself actually. Do like you think that you're going to go watch it in a theater again? It's it's not there, so no. It is actually. <laughs> is it still in the theater? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's some theaters. Um, it's something. Okay. It's I didn't not know like, that. I just like I. It's not to be like fair, chance. I don't travel too far for movies. If it's a big movie, I'll travel two I'm, hours for IMAX. Like well, the boys go, we we go see IMAX movies. Any Marvel movie, it's a big movie. We go see IMAX. You do that. That's the theater experience. If it's in my, if it's in our town theater, in our local theater, I'll go see it. I've but, been known to spontaneously go anywhere from thirty minutes to three hours <laughs> to go <laughs> to go watch a movie on any given day. I can't for do for that. no particular reason. Just like oh hey, this theater's showing this thing. I want to see. I get, yeah, sure. <laughs> Three hours. That's not too bad. <laughs> Honestly, I do remember, like, there were some days where, you, yeah, you could just do that. I think, I think the first time I ever realized I could do that, like, dude, I grew up. That's just, like, just a personal note, dude. Like, you know, you never just, like, I literally could just, like, leave you the house. Do whatever. I could just go wherever. Mm-hmm. Bro, I'm going to go to Target, buy some candy, and go see a movie. Like, yeah, you can do that. Could do that. Yeah. But no, it's, yeah. I, I but, don't know. I mean, I think that's part of the, that's part of, like, the, that's part of the problem too is like, you know, with, I know for my dad, for example, like mm-hmm. he loved the day and date releases on HBO mm-hmm. max. Like he would just, he would watch that stuff at home. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure he even paid for like, uh, I don't actually know if he did this, but like he was open to paying like premier access for Disney plus and like, I hate watching that. like I Black Widow or whatever. So much. Um, he saw bad reviews and didn't feel like paying for it. I don't even think he's seen Eternals yet, but, uh, he doesn't need to. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe at some point, uh, but like a movie I would stream now, but like, you know, like talking to my dad, like he was totally open to, to just paying a small premium to watch right. the movie at home as opposed to going to the theater, which, and I think it depends for some families as well, because like my wife's family, there's 10 of them. Mm-hmm. There's no way in this world, you're going to get that whole family in a theater and they're going to sit through a whole movie. No shot, no chance. Mm-hmm. So I think, in certain situations, especially for families, yeah, if Disney's like, hey, pay $30 for 10 of you to watch this at any time, because Premier Access gave it to you for what? Until Forever. until it just, yeah, until it released and then it was free for everyone. So, I mean, it's, then it's still, you still watch it whenever. So, well, then I think the also logic is too is like, if that ever got taken down, you would still have access to it. Correct. Right. Cause it's just, it's mm-hmm. in your little Premier paid section. So, like, at that point, I think it, again, it just depends on your situation. Now, I don't think, Kind of, I guess, another answer to that initial question. I don't think streaming, like streaming releases, will ever get rid of the theater. Like, I don't think anyone would just be like, "This is only, like, only, only on," like, because I feel like if if Disney did like a Disney only released movie, mm-hmm. yeah, that's your Disney Channel movie, bro. Like, people aren't going <laughs> to see it the same way. People aren't going to treat it the same way, yeah. especially because they're not going to get access to Oscar nominations. They're not going to have different mm-hmm. levels because you got to have that in a theater. And I think right. that's one thing, unless they drastically change those rules, which is going to take a lot because even COVID didn't do that. 
That's fair. I, That's I, I would say it's, 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 I don't think I don't think streaming will honestly replace the theaters. It would at least be fifteen years from now. I would have to, it's got to be like a while from now before like maybe theaters just can't keep up or mm-hmm. something. I mean, it's because for a while, like. I mean, shoot, we almost lost our local theater. So many theaters shut we down. We did lose our local theater. We for did a actually. Yeah, they actually did. Yeah. But then it came back, which is, we're very lucky. So we lost our theater and then I moved uh, 17 hours away. <laughs> you really did. I really so did. What's the best theater experience I can get? All right, Texas. Go? Let's go. I'm going to go to Texas for a little bit. <laughs> oh, our theater's back open. Okay. I come home <laughs> three months later. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I mostly agree with you. Uh, I could definitely see a world where the Academy switches things up and has slightly different rules where maybe it has to like reach a certain number of streams mm-hmm. or maybe a certain premiere access pay. Like, right. So Cause many. I mean, even just the whole, like it has to be in a theater to be eligible. Like that is very, yeah, that's a very old school way of looking at things just because at the time, like, it was either watching the theater or you would you have to see it. buy it on DVD or whatever. A year later, right. Um, so, I mean, that's why it was like that. So everyone had a chance to see it. And that's why I'm saying I don't think it'd be impossible for it to happen, but it's going to be 15 years from now when those old white guys that are sitting at that table are not at that table. Not saying they're doing anything wrong or they're making I, the wrong choices. It's just it's going to take a while for someone else to come through mm-hmm. and then those choices get switched out. I think the old white guys are going to be there to stay, which is... Not something I hope happens, but I think it's, <laughs> it's right. just an unfortunate reality yeah. because uh, Hollywood sucks. Um, but yeah, uh, I really love Coda. I, I'm glad it won. I think it deserves yeah. all of the laurels that it's getting. It's, uh, it, I, I would personally place that in one of my like top few movies I've seen. One in a while. That was just in like, a while. It was just a feel good. Yeah, it was, it was mm-hmm. a fun movie. It was just really fun. And like, dude, like I cry in movies. I was about to say I don't really cry that much. <laughs> I I do. It depends. I said next to you during Spider-Man. Every, everyone cried. If you didn't cry during Spider-Man, like you're dumb. I cried at Spider-Man, but not the parts I was supposed to cry at. Like, it <laughs> may died. Oh man, that sucks. And then, but then like when, when all, all three of them started swinging around, like I, I, I had tears coming down. Yeah. I was so excited. Yeah. When Toby came through that portal. Yeah. Like those, those are, those tears of joy. It's different. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Totally. Yeah, totally. Totally. So, the, so, so you're saying that this movie made you cry? No, I was very close. There were oh, a few things, okay. a few times where like you get the little burn in your nose and you're just like, oh, oh shoot. <laughs> uh, and like, you know, but no, nothing. Yeah. Like whenever, uh, like her dad, like at the end, after the concert, like, yeah, like, pulls her aside. Oh and, like, dude, that can, actually like, feel her that sing, like, yeah. killed me when he mm-hmm. like, I, and I don't know if it's like whatever I've been watching recently or something. I straight up thought man was going to like choke her out. I was like, he just said like, you're not going <laughs> that's, anywhere. That's not, Obviously how that that, that, that's not how that works. No, 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 not at all. But you like, want to sing? Yeah. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> you're not going to be deaf. Yeah, you're going to be been. mute. No, I'm just kidding. But like, dude, that, and then yeah, he just like, he could feel the vibrations of her throat, like her voice. And she's like, that was just, I was like, bro, mm-hmm. like, whoa, like that was crazy. Or just like her, just like discussions with her parents. And it was just like, the realization that it hits them and it hits her and they're both like yelling and they both kind of like are yelling, but then they both like it hits them both. And then they both like are like split from the conversation. I was just like, wow, like that was tense. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy. Like they just, they did so freaking good, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was super emotional, but I like how we, we just like, we like went way off into the path and it's not, <laughs> not somehow we're like back to where we started. <laughs> but like, I also love how, like yeah, you have these tense like emotional sequences, but also this movie was hilarious. 
Bro, like it Troy, like Troy Koster was talking about, like his favorite thing about this movie <laughs> is that he got to dirty sign. Like uh, hands down, probably he was definitely probably the like highlight one of my favorite mm. actors in that movie. Like, like he did the doctor's office so scene good. was bro so brilliant and just like just showing like how 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 close the family was but then also like the embarrassment that ruby like has to like the things she has to deal with as, yeah as a coda or like the like scene like where uh she's with uh her boyfriend like practicing and like they have to like go down and like oh my her parents gosh. like sit down like oh and, like, that was playing about it was like um like even if you didn't have subtitles like you knew that he was explaining like how to put on a condom like like you didn't you didn't need to read what 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 he was saying but like <laughs> the horrible. way he did it it was oh. all it was just so brilliant uh, said put your helmet on that soldier man that was that <laughs> dude and it's of course because he's just oh, what's it miles just sitting there just like like genuinely yeah, he kind of like, doesn't know and then he's like doing the gestures he's like wow he's like that's this is happening he's like you're this is a conversation he's like no I'm like yeah like yeah that was yeah uh no to wrap up do you have any other final thoughts on coda and winning best picture or it was well deserved it was mm -hmm. a good movie good movie in my opinion i enjoyed it yeah yeah i yeah i was very impressed i loved watching this movie and uh i'm really excited to see what all of these people involved uh go on to do next yeah you know, sean Hader, amelia jones Troy coster yeah um yeah i'm really excited for what this means for the future and you know hopefully we'll it'll involve uh you know the theater experience staying alive and it's better uh yeah if it dies i die you heard it here first, folks. Uh, this has been the Popcorn Hangover. Today we've been discussing Coda and uh, why, it why it deserves and why it won uh, Best Picture at uh, this year's Oscar ceremony. Uh, make sure you follow us on all of the things, uh, Instagram, uh, we're on That's TikTok. <laughs> we're also on TikTok. TikTok, um, Instagram. Instagram, TikTok. Watch, uh, listen it on, uh, on Spotify, Spotify and YouTube. Podcasts. Yeah, all uh, at the Popcorn Hangover. Uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Dude, that was fun. That was a good one. That movie was so good.